Hello and welcome to this edition of Phillies Talk Podcast for June 3rd, 2022. And it seems like if you haven't heard this podcast previously, uh, my last podcast was only a day ago. And usually when a podcast is recorded right after another podcast, it's for some good reason. And today, of course, we got the news uh, early, around 11 o'clock in the morning, Joe Girardi out as Phillies manager. And if you listen to yesterday's show, I didn't think the Phillies would be getting rid of Joe. And I said, you know, I hope I was wrong, but it looks like today I'm just one day later, I'm wiping a lot of egg off of my face as the Phillies went out and dismissed Joe Girardi. Um, Early in the morning, before the Angels game is scheduled tonight at 7.05, um, Joe Girardi is out now. So it's um, kind of a surprise on the timing of this. Um, not too sure how it went down, but Joe Girardi did fulfill his obligation to MLB Network Radio this morning. He had an interview right around the same time that it was announced that he was fired. So uh, they were talking to him a little bit about that, of course, and he already knew he was fired when he did the interview. So, um, of course, the Phillies approaching a $240 million payroll, just under that. And last night I was tweeting out some tweets at Fighting Phillies, if you want to follow me there on Twitter. And it said that the Phillies and the Orioles had about the same record, only problem being is the Phillies have a $238 million plus payroll and the Orioles had like a 43 from memory, 43.8, somewhere around there, $45 million payroll, if you want to call it that. And they basically have the same numbers, stats-wise, wins, losses, uh, home runs, that sort of thing. And that's the problem with this team. They were, you know, built to win today. Kyle Schwarber brought in, big money paid. Nick Castellanos, big money paid. And they're two likely the same hitters. They're kind of streaky. Castellanos would have the higher batting average at this point, but he lost 50-some-odd points in the last couple weeks. In the last two weeks, he's dropped 50 points. He was up around 300, and now he's around 250, give or take a few. So you, you're not going to have games won like that. Corey Knable coming in to save games. Yeah, he saved a lot of games for the Phillies. And we saw that the other night with the 6-5 to hold-on win from the San Francisco Giants. But he's also come up very small. And the other night, like I was saying in the previous podcast, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but... The press asked him a question and said, oh, well, you obviously, you know, you're having a bad May, you know. And he said, eh, I, don't, I don't think I'm having a bad May. So that's part of the problem. A guy like him, he's blown three saves, almost four if you want to count one that the Phillies came back in. In one month, that's huge for a closer. He, he couldn't keep going on doing that or the Phillies would be getting rid of him. Which wouldn't be a bad idea at this point, in my opinion. 
But night after night, it's someone else going out there. Bilotti had two blown saves very quick time uh, behind one another and blew two games, two losses. You know, so it's not always Knable going out there doing it. It's other other guys. We've seen juries familiar, very uh, wild, very un, uh, unreliable is a good word for the bullpen. Now that we're used to having unreliable bullpens in Philadelphia. We haven't had a good one in years. Yes, Dave Dombrowski went out and got a few players. But these players, and one of the uh, Rockies beat writers announced this this morning, are seemingly the wrong combination of players on this team. That's a point that he made, and it's, it's a point that if you watch the Phillies night in and night out, that, that's obvious to you. So Rob Thompson is going to be the interim manager. Of course, he was the bench coach for the Phillies, and, you know, he's like somebody we haven't heard from all year um, working under Joe Girardi. Is he going to turn this team around? No, in one simple word. And again... I could be wrong. Maybe they go on a tear and win 15 out of 20 under Thompson. And that would be an anomaly, let me tell you. There wouldn't be because Joe Girardi packed his bags today and is leaving Philadelphia on June 3rd. It's just not. It's not going to happen that way. And if it does, so be it. Then the Phillies will be in the driver's seat. But uh, Joe Girardi, the scapegoat for this, and we heard talk from Philly's team president, Dave Dombrowski, that um, he wouldn't be fired in the last two weeks. He was the manager going forward, according to Dombrowski. So, you know what you can learn from that? That's a throwaway quote to the press. If the press is going to ask him that, oh, how's the situation of your manager? He's going to lie through his teeth. He's going to tell you anything that is going to make sense at the time. What is he going to tell you? Oh, yeah, Joe's on the hot seat. Uh, He's got a couple days left. If he doesn't turn this ship around, he's out of here. No, he said, Joe's fine. Joe's my manager. You know, so much for that. And maybe the pressure came up from above him. Uh, Maybe he was called into the office of the owner, John Middleton. And Middleton might have laid into him. And it's a lot of self-preservation by Dave Dombrowski to get rid of Joe Girardi. Of course, Dombrowski came in in the middle of Dombardi, uh, Girardi's, rather, (laughs) I I combined the name there, Girardi's uh, three-year management term. He came in in 2020. Joe was already here for the COVID year of 2019, next COVID year of 2020. So, I mean, his managing of this ball club has been through crisis of health, something that this country hasn't seen in a hundred years, a pandemic, something that's still going on in this country. People are still getting sick. They're still dying, though not at the level that they were, but over one million people have died from this pandemic just in the U.S. 
So it's something that we're still dealing with, this pandemic. And Joe Girardi had to manage through it. Could you imagine a task of managing an MLB baseball team through such severe, um, you know, consequences from from COVID-19? And a lot of the Phillies got it over this period of the COVID-19 era, let's call it, which has lasted now into 2022. People are still getting sick. They're still dying. Um, transmission rates are, are still high, whether or not you're vaccinated, whether or not you're unvaccinated. Uh, regardless, people are getting sick still. So I got to give kudos to Joe Girardi, number one, for managing a team through a pandemic. And I know I've been critical of him on Twitter um, and you all want to blame one person for what the Phillies went through and the struggles and things. But it's not completely Joe Girardi's fault. Though I may have had differences with the way he used the bullpen and he wasn't about to... He was... You want to call him a player's manager. He never really threw any player under the bus. And he probably should have to save his skin a little bit. Maybe if Joe Girardi went out and uh, called out some of these players that haven't been producing for the Phillies, things would have been different for Joe. He might have had a job tonight. Maybe he doesn't even care. He said all throughout this whole situation that he's not worried about his job. Um and another guy that just came through town with the San Francisco Giants, Gabe Kapler, faced a very similar fate in Philadelphia. They ran him out of town. And guess what? He ended up on the Giants team the next year and managed him to a 100-win season with not the great names and high salaries that the Phillies have on this team. That's the frustrating part. You know, if Kapler had been hired by the Giants, and he went out and fell flat on his face and had 75 wins for a Giants team, then I could say, oh, yeah, yeah, we're all right. You know, Kapler, he's still, he can't manage a team. But he went out and turned that team upside down, a team that, you know, had successes but had floundered a little bit. Now, all of a sudden, his philosophy went into town, and I'm not completely a Gabe Kapler fan, but I'm saying, you know, it's not always the manager, and you can't always point to the manager of the non-success of a ball team. I believe a lot of these players on the Phillies are individuals. They're individual players. They're hired hands. They're not committed to more so being a Philly and being a team of the Phillies. And I'll call them out, and maybe I'm dead wrong on that. But they're individuals assembled on a team, but I don't think they're playing like a team, if you follow that school of thought. And it's not too hard to realize that a lot of these players, now in their careers, especially the ones that the Phillies have hired, 
are beyond that rah-rah type of, you know, team spirit type of thing and have moved on to the quote-unquote free agent phase of their career where they're out to make the most money and they frankly don't give a damn after they sign their name on a contract because they're going to get paid. It's done in ink. And they paid Corey Knebel $10 million this year. Yeah, he wants to do well. It's a one-year deal. And he's telling the press, oh, I'm not having a bad month. Are you kidding me? You know, are you blind? Now, if I was Joe Girardi, I'd have to address that with him privately maybe. But, you know, <laughs> some of the time of the social media era is tooting your own horn, not admitting that you have a problem, pulling the wool over people's eyes. Whereas if you heard him say this, you would be like, oh, maybe he's not having a bad year, a bad month or whatever. But that still sticks in my craw as being wrong, you know? You go out there, you lose a couple games right in a row. Oh, you're not having a bad month? Come on. And I'll harp on that for the second podcast in a row and get all I can out of it. Philly's facing the Angels tonight. It's Friday night for a three-game series. The Phillies have the worst record against the Angels, if you can believe that. Worse than any other team in the MLB. They've only played 21 games head-to-head. But the Phillies at home have like one win against this team. And I don't have the stat up in front of me. I did tweet it out earlier today. And they're equal. They're .077 winning percentage at home against the Angels. They have one win and like 12 losses, I want to say. And in Anaheim... They're about the same. They're .125 winning percentage, which is nothing. They have the worst record against the Angels for some reason over the years. Now, it doesn't mean that tonight they're not going to go out there and give the Angels their ninth loss of the season in a row in this losing streak that they've been in. They just lost a doubleheader in New York yesterday. And if the Phillies can't win this game tonight then they should just pack it in and just call in the rest of the season. You got a team that's floundering. Mike Trout was hitting the upper arm with a fastball last night. I'd be surprised if he wasn't scratched tonight's for tonight's game. But knowing him, he won't be scratched. He'll, he'll put his game face out there and go out and do his job. Shohei Otani got lit up by the Yankees yesterday on the mound. We won't have to face him this time in Philadelphia. Thank God. Because these pit, these batters in Philly's uniforms can't hit. They can't hit from a, a, a journeyman pitcher, let alone a great pitcher like Shohei Otani. They would be embarrassed in front of him. And, you know, I just don't get this team. You can't like it on a daily basis. You don't know what you're going to get out of it. And usually it's bad. You can't support a team that goes out there night after night leaving 10 runners in scoring position and only scoring two or three. You just can't do it. And if you do, there's something wrong with you. You're not being honest to yourself that this is a bad, bad, bad 
ball club. It's bad. And it's not because of Joe Girardi that got up every day and put his suit on, his jersey, and managed this bunch of bumbling idiots. You know, the other night they looked like a bunch of circus clowns out there. You had one tumbling out towards the field, throwing a ball five feet over the second baseman's head, the shortstop's head, out in the center field. Oduba couldn't even react fast enough. He couldn't even get his glove fast enough, and his ball was by him. It's a circus sometimes out there with the Phillies. And it's, this year isn't the only year, but you have to blame this team. You can't look back one to two to three years ago because it was an utter circus then as well. But it's even worse now. I mean, this is a major league ball club. You got Gene Segura the other night trying to bunt. He has his whole fingers around the bat exposed to the ball where he's going to try to hit the ball. What's wrong with that? Is there a batting coach on this team? Is there a pitching coach on this team? Do they know how to do these things? And then you got a young guy like Nick Matan who's probably 22 years old and he comes out and he bunts a perfect bunt the other night. He has his fingers behind the bat where you're supposed to have them. And he's not going to miss 8 to 12 weeks like Gene Segura is going to mix, miss. And these idiots talking about Raul Abanez coming to manage the Phillies. These fans, these know-it-alls. He's never even managed a baseball team for God's sake. How's he going to come back and manage the Phillies? Because he played a good center field during probably one of the best times of the Phillies era in 140 years, one of the best times that you'll ever see the Phillies, and you may not see it again. It's frustrating. You read these things, people come out of the woodwork. Oh, yeah, let's make Raul Banyas the manager of the Phillies. It sounds so stupid. How about Chase Utley? Maybe he has more credentials to manage the Phillies. Or somebody like that. He wouldn't want the job. He knows how hard it is to manage in Philadelphia. And look at the players he'd be inheriting. Anybody that wants to manage his team should go get his head checked first. Before he takes it. Maybe the Phillies should go to social media to manage this team. Every little move. Put it out on social media, on Twitter for a vote. <laughs> what do you think? Should we bring in a new relief pitcher? Yes or no? You know, managed by social media. Don't bring in a manager. You probably would be more successful with all these armchair managers out there. I don't know. I just, this is, to echo my co-host for a lot of these shows, Matt Vesey, who couldn't make it this afternoon. I texted him, but wasn't available on a short notice. And I really wanted him on this show. I wanted to hear his reaction to Joe Girardi's firing, and we will hear from him soon, I hope, <laughs> on this show on Philly's Talk Podcast with Rich Baxter. All right, well, that's a quick 20-minute version of the podcast. I'm still, you know, wiping the egg off my face, although if you've read my Twitter column and listened to this podcast, yeah, at times I called for Joe Girardi to be fired, but... 
I realize now that he has been fired, it's, it wasn't his fault 100%. Yeah, he does have a strange way of explaining his bullpen. How he's not going to overwork guys. And he's a player's manager. Maybe that doesn't work with this team because they're a bunch of assembled guys that aren't young. They're in the middle to twilight of their careers. And they're going to do things their own way. They're not going to be bossed around by a manager. Somebody isn't going to come in here and and kick their butts, so to speak. This isn't a young ball club. It's a middle-aged ball club. And if I'm John Middleton, I'm I'm willing to shuffle the deck of these players, get rid of half of them by the end of the year, trade them out, start again, because this is just not working, this combination of players. You can't always assemble a team of free agents and expect on paper and night after night that they're going to come through for you because this team has shown itself that you cannot do that. You can't bring a group of players together like that, including, I'm not going to name individual names, but I'll put everybody on the plate, on the firing line of this, on the trading line. You want to keep Bryce Harper? Fine. Keep Bryce Harper. But you've inherited a $300 million contract with him. The year he leaves Washington, they win the World Series. Does that say anything to you? I don't know. He seems like a team player. He carries a lot of this offense, but he can't do it by himself. And now he's injured. Um, I don't know. What does the Phillies do? Do they keep running him out on a batting roll, knowing that he may need surgery? Maybe if they pull him now and and get him the surgery he needs, he's healthy for next year. Phillies are at a a tremendous crossroads today, June the 3rd, 2022. We welcome in Mike Trout and the Angels, one of the best players in this league. And we say goodbye to Joe Girardi today, as the Phillies will be making an official announcement just about an hour from now, from the time I'm recording this podcast of Phillies Talk Podcast. All right, well, make it a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for listening to this show, and I'll talk to you again soon on Phillies Talk Podcast.